If you consider failure as the end all be all, you're looking at it wrong. Failure is the end of that chapter. It's time to open the next chapter, turn the page and go to chapter two, chapter three, chapter four, whatever chapter is the next chapter, right? It's never too late to start your own business. Same business, different day. Good afternoon and welcome back to the Same Business, Different Day podcast. First, I want to introduce my co-host, Alyssa. Are you good? How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, Zeke. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Full day. Um, yeah, I'm glad to got you. Yeah, we are, we're going to double up today. Yeah. That's a little behind the scenes, a little inside yeah. baseball. Yeah. yeah. Um, in this podcast, we like to speak about business, right? Uh, we speak about the balance of business and personal life. We speak about the work hard, play hard mentality. And our audience is drawn to that because they understand the importance of that concept. But as we continue to expand our listenership, we want to be sure that younger people hear us too. Not just the established businesses that want to hear a different but possibly parallel perspective, but also the entrepreneur-minded folks with little or no. So that is why we invited our guest today. Someone who was just like them not very long ago, but who has found his motivation and determination and hasn't looked back. When I met this man a couple years ago, his name immediately made sense. I don't drink coffee, but I might as well have drank a whole pot because after talking to him, I wouldn't be sleeping anytime soon. <laughs> Brash at times, but never boring. A salesman's salesman. A whirlwind. Welcome to the Same Business, Different Day podcast, Storm Chadwick. Thank you very much. I'm excited to be here. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> I love the intro, man. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah, it. man. That, that is true, man. And, and it's, you know, it's a lot. I mean, I, I've been involved in sales for many, many years. I wouldn't even try to count. And um, to say a salesman, salesman at your age, I mean, we're talking, what, 27? 27, you told me? Yeah. yeah. Man, at, at your age to be, you know, embody what a salesman does and, and who a salesman is, uh, that's that's a lot. That's a lot. Um, I appreciate that. Let's get to the rules of the game first. Alyssa. That's right. All right. So if you haven't been listening to this podcast before, the way we run it is it is a podcast about business, running a business, owning a business. But we don't talk about that right away. We want to get to know Storm and talk about who you are and what you like to do, where you started. And then at some point we'll say, you know, and this is what Storm does. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Remember what you wanted to be when you grew up? Yeah, when I what did I want to be when I grew up? I think I wanted to be a fireman. Yeah, honestly, man. When I when I was a kid, I wanted to be a fireman just because I knew how everyone looked up to firemen. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I that's what I wanted to be someone that people looked up to, right? And when you're young, you don't know that being a salesman is a thing, right? You don't know that you can be the CEO of a company. You don't think of that when mm -hmm. you're eight years old, nine years old. You think of, you know, I want to be the chief fire battalion, right? I want to be the leader of the firemen, right? But, um, you know, I had some medical things that prevented me from becoming a fireman. Okay. Um, so, you know, I started working when I was 12, 13 years old, man. I came working, working. Yes. Okay. Like I it, give you the background. I come from a very poor family, right? Okay. I had five kids in my family and my parents didn't make a lot of money. So when, if I wanted a new skateboard, if I wanted a new pair of shoes, if I wanted anything I wanted that was extra and not you know just your standard sneakers from Payless shoe store 
um, I would have to buy them myself, right? Yeah. So at 12 years old, I knew that. And what I did when I first started working is I started my own business. I went door to door to all of my neighbors and sold them on, yo, let me mow your lawn for 20 bucks. Let me, let me wash your car for 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. Let me pick your weeds, whatever. You know, a little 12 year old kid knocking on your door, neighbor. Mm-hmm. Most people knew me in the neighborhood because I was outside playing. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, it, that's where I got started in, you know, making my own money for myself and seeing the value in every dollar that I made, right? And knowing that I had to work two full hours to make this $20. So I'm going to spend this $20 where I want to spend it, right? I'm not going to spend it on candy and whatever, whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm going to spend yeah. it on a nice pair of really dope shoes or a brand new <laughs> surfboard or whatever, right? Save my money. Yeah. So that's how I got, uh, you know. That's, that's a couple of lessons there, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just the hustle, right? Learning, but it's also learning the value of the money. Oh, of course. Yeah. You know. Yeah, exactly, right? How much, you, how much time you spent earning that money, you know, mm-hmm. that works directly with how you're going to spend it. Exactly, right? And <clears throat> the, learning the value of a dollar young is going to be a key way for the future generations to understand. That's something I'm going to instill in my children when I have them for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Understanding the value of a dollar. But and you also got to you also got to teach them the hustle, well, right? Of course. They've got to to be able to go door to door. Not many folks can do it. Not 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 most folks aren't into that. Most yeah. folks don't run to you know what who can I just go meet a stranger today? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, not everybody's into that. Exactly. And sure, it's the people in your neighborhood, but they're not used to you knocking on their door. They're no. not used to you asking for money, you know, but you're, you're selling them a product. And yeah. if you learn that at a young age, you know, that goes a long, long way, way. you know, as you get older. Were there mentors around you, people who taught you anything like that? Or is that uh, something that you just figured naturally because you just had the need for the money? It was a little bit of both. You know, I, I knew that, uh, one thing I got from my stepdad was his work ethic. Mm. Like I remember sometimes him waking up puking and then still going to work that same day. Right? Okay. Like, okay. Like he, he, he knew mm. that if he didn't go to work for a couple of days, he wouldn't be able to pay the rent. Mm-hmm. So he didn't have an option to not go to work. Right. He had to go to work. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the few things that I learned from him that, you know, still is in, in with me today is if, if I feel snuffly, if I have a little bit of a headache, Take some Advil, take some allergy medicine, get out there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, don't let the little things in your life bring you down when you know you need something. You have to do something, right? You have to get this done in order to do X, Y, and Z, right? I have to go go to work so I can pay my bills. I have to go to school so I can get a great job. I ha- whatever you have to do, right? Understanding that is is the key, and having that positive work ethic is definitely something that I got from him. Um, but other than that, you know, like you said, just the need, the hunger for money, right? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, My, we, my family, like they had one, if imagine you buy like a pack of chewy bars, everyone was like, everyone in the family gets two chewy bars. Mm -hmm. That's it. Uh If you want to grab one, eat half of it and eat the other half tomorrow, that's up to you. But if you eat two today, they're gone Mm -hmm. for the rest of the month. Right. So I've always been used to like being on a budget. Right. Mm And, and when I was a kid. I was like, I was over it. I hated it. I was already doing it for 12 years. And I'm like, I want to be able to buy my own snacks. I want to be able to buy my own shoes or whatever. Right. And that's kind of what drove me, right. Seeing him go to work every day and seeing him make money and seeing how much he was struggling. I didn't want to do that when I got older. Right. I didn't want to be struggling and not have to take a sick day if I was sick. Right. And 
obviously, like I said, I, I still embody what he does because I still go to work sick sometimes. Sure, right. Not, sure. not like go to work sick. I sit in my office. Right. I'm, yeah. you know, yeah. like, I'm not like out talking to people sick. I'm not yeah. trying to spread. Be careful saying that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nowadays, right? <laughs> yeah. But like, see, even if I got sick with anything, I would do my best to still work. Right. Mm-hmm. If I'm obviously locked in the hospital, I'm stuck in the hospital. Right. You can't do much. But the key is working with what you got and making the best of it. Um, that's, you know, what I did when I I bought a, a push lawnmower on eBay for like two hundred dollars or something. And I used that to go out and do the, the lawn mowing and all that stuff. So, you know, it, <clears throat> Coming from, I think coming from a poor family kind of almost made me who I am today. Sure. Mm-hmm. Because I understand, like I said, understand the value of a dollar, understand what it's like to struggle yeah. in, day in and day out. Um, and that's, you know, what has driven me to be the man I am today, to not have to do that. And, you know, I am proud to say that at 27 years old, I make more money than my mom and my dad combined sure. because I have that, you know, the tenacious spirit and that mental state right you know we might spend a little time on on talking sales a little bit um just because this is fun for me i like talking sales now there's a piece that i mean you you mentioned plenty about you know the hunger uh, right the value of the dollar all of that stuff but there's another piece to a salesperson that's very important that you have not everybody necessarily has right so let's say you get up in the morning you want to go hustle you want to uh, go chop wood. You want to mow lawns, pull weeds, wash cars, whatever it is. Uh-huh. But you have to communicate that to your your client, or yeah. yeah, that why they need that, right? Mm-hmm. You have to be able to explain to them what you can do, why they don't have to do it, and why it's going to be uh, you know have value. Yeah, why they right? should work with you. Yes, right? exactly. So. Yeah. Um, the ability to communicate. So what do you what do you tell other folks, young folks who are trying to, you know, go out there and have that hustle, but aren't necessarily conveying the message? Yeah. So, you know, my my biggest piece of advice to anyone looking to get into sales is to make sure you have good self-confidence. Right. right? Self-confidence is the key to success in sales. So if you, if you need to do meditation in the morning to get your self-confidence up, if you need to listen to a jam of rock and roll music like Dwight does in the office, (laughs) whatever you need to do to build that confidence in yourself and understand that you are a bad mother lucka, right? Mm -hmm. Out here, you know, doing your thing. If you have that confidence in yourself, people will see that. People will see the fact that you know what you're talking about because you believe you know what you're talking about. Yeah. People will see that hunger in your eyes to, for them to understand what you're trying to portray because Mm -hmm. you have the confidence like, I know what I'm saying is right. Please listen. This is going to be a really great way to help benefit you, whether it's mowing your lawn or doing X, Y, and Z, right? Convincing them, the easiest way to convince someone is with confidence, mm-hmm. right? If you're, you know, walking into someone, hey, how's it going? You know, uh, it's never going to work, right? right? You, you can't walk in and try and convince someone something with a, well, I'm forgetting the word. It's not confident. Timid at it. Thank you. Yeah. T- timid and salesperson are not one and the same. You can't be timid and be in sales, right? You have to have that confidence, that hunger, 
Well, you also have to deliver, right? I mean, you have to do a good job, repeat customers. If you're out there 12 years old mowing the lawn and you <laughs> miss the middle, I mean, oh, of course, they're not right. going to call you back. So you, you had to put in the hard work and look at the job you had done and ask yourself, did I do a good job? Of course, right? And <laughs> you, you don't leave the job until it's done, right? That's the key is, is if you're going to sell someone on something, you better do what you sold them on, mm-hmm. right? You better over, under deliver over. Under promise, over deliver. I can't believe I just forgot that. (laughs) Under promise, over deliver. If you tell them I'm going to mow your lawn and then you go out there and mow their lawn and pick the weeds and do the sides and do the trimming, they're going to be like, oh, this guy's amazing. (laughs) He told me he's going to mow his lawn and did all this other stuff too. Right? Under promise, over deliver. That's the key in sales. What was your first job? My first job, my first actual job Mm -hmm. was newspaper subscription sales. So... I was walking home from school one day and an older man walked up to me and handed me a flyer. He's like, hey, man, you want a job? And I was like, yeah, when can I start? And he's like, I haven't even told you what the job is yet. And I said, I don't care. I need a job. <laughs> like, <laughs> and he's like, how old are you? I'm like, I'm 14 tomorrow. And he's like, all right, you can start tomorrow um, with your parents' permission, of course. Um, so I started the next day. And I what the job was was we were selling the Union Tribune and the North County Times. To those of you who are locals to North County or San Diego, you know what those are, what those used to be, because mm-hmm. they're not really, at least the North County Times isn't a thing anymore. The Union Tribune is definitely still here and still active in the community, oh, I which still is get awesome. It. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> so yeah, we, we were selling that, right? So imagine a 14, 15, 16-year-old kid knocking on your door and selling you a newspaper subscription for $10 a month, mm. right? And that's what I did. Um, I did that all throughout high school. Um, all four years, I worked five days a week, forty hours a week, really all throughout high school. Yeah, and still, still got <laughs> fourteen F- working forty hours yeah, a week. I'm not that sure that's legal. Hey, was, <laughs> I don't know if it was, but uh, I worked from like two thirty to like eight thirty or nine wow. Monday through Thursday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it was a full, maybe it was thirty five hours sure, or whatever, sure, but sure. still a full time job plus going to school full time. It was yeah. crazy, and you had the confidence to go knock on the doors and, and work with it. Actually, I read about this. You had written about this. I saw it online. Um, you eventually had other high schoolers working with you. Too, yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I did get, uh, after being there for two years, I was promoted to a team lead position where I made money on every sale that everyone else made to right. try to pump them up and, you know, go door to door with them a little bit and pump up their emotions, pump up their energy. <laughs> Come on, right? man. You're the team lead <laughs> at how old? 16. You need insurance, and you need yourinsuranceplace.com as your brokers. And I'll tell you why. They have access to hundreds of carriers, and we're never left without results. Not even the hard-to-place risks. A good insurance broker is a problem solver. Our team is dedicated to getting you covered. Take time to shop with yourinsuranceplace.com. Save money. Get protected. Yourinsuranceplace.com. Yo, is it another ad from Belief? Of course it is. I have a YouTube channel called Belief in Fatherhood where we equip fathers, give hope to mothers, and inspire children. And I promise you, you will not be disappointed if you check it out. Belief in Fatherhood on YouTube. Wow. 16 years 16 old, you're a team leader. You're, you're teaching sales, basically. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. And then at 18, I became a manager. So I actually ran an entire team of 10 high school students. And I, had, I hired my own team lead to lead the team with me right and i did that for about a year and a half until the company dissolved um the company kind of went under when 
all this newspaper stuff was kind of moving towards 2020, you know, no one's really getting, you get the newspaper still, but it's very rare. Only right. on Sundays. Otherwise, it's online. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. I got to so, get my funnies. <laughs> you got to oh. get your funnies and you got to get your coupons. Right. And that's what I used to sell on. I, my number one seller was Sunday only. Right. Get the mm-hmm. coupons, get the funnies, mm-hmm. get the little comics and you get your word, word cross puzzles and you're helping me out. Right. It's a win win. Right. Yeah. So. But yeah, I've I've been in sales as long as I can remember. And I've been teaching people about sales since I like I said, 16 years old, over 11 years, I've been a sales trainer. Mm-hmm. Like helping people understand what they need to do in order to portray confidence, right? And what they need to do, yeah. maintain eye contact, you know, all that. Kind right. Of stuff. And that's the thing, you know, again, we'll talk a little bit more about sales. Um, you kind of got to be a psychologist to be a, uh, a sales trainer because oh. you have to understand that person, right? You have to understand uh, how they portray themselves, uh, what their confidence is like, how to, you know, give them more confidence. And then um, at the same time, you're teaching them how to communicate with others, right? Yeah. So there are steps to this. There are steps to putting someone in a position to be successful. And then at the end of the day, if they're not good at it, you got to lose them. 100%. Yeah. There was a large turnover in that that, uh, company, right? Mm -hmm. We had... I had people, friends that were like, bro, you're making so much money. Can I come work for you? And when I was in like 14, 15, they're like, bro, you're making so much money. Let me work with you. Yeah, great. Come on. They come out for two days and they quit. They're like, bro, I don't know how you do that. Hmm. Right. Is it door to door sales is not easy. Right. And you got people slamming the door in your face, telling yeah. you get the F out of my front door. Da, 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 right? right. People be screaming at you. It's not for the faint of heart. Right. Sales in general isn't for the faint of heart, but the overall of working door to door at high school age, you know, people already have an issue with self-confidence in high school, right? Mm-hmm. 90% of humans have an issue with, because their body's changing. They're going through life changes in terms of their body and their emotions or, you know, all these different things are changing. So dealing with that, as well as dealing with having to get good grades, mm-hmm. as well as dealing with getting yelled at by random people that you don't know trying to make money is, it's a lot of stress, right? Right. For a, someone who's 14, 15, 16. So a lot of people couldn't handle it. So yeah, like you said, high turnover. So it's, 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 you have to be, have a a good personality to do door to door sales. You can do any type of sales with most other personalities, Mm -hmm. right? But door to door sales is, is a beast. Yeah. So then eventually you got into being an entrepreneur. Yeah. Like you, you really looked at things as if, you know, you could run this thing on your own. Exactly. Yeah. Right. How, how did that come about? Where did that confidence come from? Where, and, and what, I mean, there's, there's big steps to that, right? Because in the the former businesses, you weren't, you know, doing your own paperwork. You weren't, yeah. You You know, taxes, you know, paying employees, all crazy. Right. Yeah. So I, I went from that door to door sales company and I worked at Verizon for a little bit and I realized that Verizon was making a lot of money off me. Right. I was looking at the numbers. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Go back. Because I I really want to talk about this. Right. Um, Just for a second. Yeah. Phone sales. Yeah. Tell me about it. Tell me, tell me what you were, tell me what you were doing. Cause I used to work for singular wireless. Okay. Okay. I did phone sales for many years. Yeah. And I was training maybe like 300 employees training, you know, 300 salespeople. Yeah. Um, Loved it. You know, it it taught me a lot. Oh, Um, 
and it's I mean it's it's that it's the trenches you know yeah. I, I know some folks might say something different you know the used car sales is more the trenches than phone oh, sales yeah. whatever who knows There's right always but salespeople are salespeople yeah. at the end of the day and uh, those phone sales I mean it was fun um, but it was a lot of transactions and it's it's cutthroat too right Very. so yeah. I mean I you know we'd sell too. you know I'd sell personally, you know, we 120, 130 phones a month, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes you're selling to one person, you're selling four phones, whatever. All of that, you never know what you might get because they're not always just seeking you. You have to sometimes sell to somebody. They have a phone on their hip right there. Of course. Right? Yeah, so I just want to hear a little bit about your experience with Verizon. Yeah. So, you know, my, my number one person I sold to were people paying their bill. People would walk in the door. Hey, I want to pay my bill. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Let me pull up your account. Pull up mm -hmm. their account. Oh, you're eligible for an upgrade. Yeah. Right? Let me mm -hmm. let me show you this awesome new phone. Right. Pull out the phone. While I when I go back to grab the phone, I also grab a tablet. <laughs> I grab the mobile broadband <laughs> service. I grabbed all the things that we sold, right? I grabbed accessories, I grabbed headphones, I grabbed all the cool stuff. Yeah. Right. And I walked out with a big big box of stuff and they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I'm like, no, I'm just showing it to you. Just showing it to you, right? I just wanted to show you how cool this is. And at the time that I was working at Verizon, they were switching everything over from paying by the gig to unlimited. And if you got unlimited, it was actually less expensive for some people because some people were paying for 20, 30 gigs, right? Mm -hmm. They were paying like 200, $300 a month. So what I would do is I would always look at their account and see how I can make their bill the same price with more stuff. Yeah. Right. Okay. If I could give you a mobile broadband and a tablet and a phone, the price you're paying for that phone, doesn't that sound like a good deal? Mm -hmm. I right? need you to call my uh, cable company. <laughs> later if, if you don't mind right <laughs> you know that worked on me once i walked into verizon for a new phone uh -huh. and i walked out with like three new devices <laughs> <laughs> right? it was Love a good it. deal <laughs> exactly right and, and that's that's as long what, as you don't have regrets um i didn't pay it was a good deal. no i ended up paying more than i expected oh, for sure okay. but that's, and that's you know depending on the person you're working with right yeah. some people you know don't tell the whole truth and that's unfortunate mm -hmm. but right overall what i found in that industry is if you can, if someone show walks in the door, if you can talk to someone and you can create a common ground of some some part, there you, you can always talk with them about other stuff too, uh -huh. right? And and explaining to them each individual item as if it was the best thing in the world for them, right? Yeah. Ask them asking them things about their life, right? If a business person walks in, ask them, do you ever go out in the you know on the go in the business, or are you always at home? Well, sometimes, you know, I go out to the hotels and stuff. Oh, okay. Would you, wouldn't you like to have your own secured Wi-Fi signal when you're out in the bow or maybe even on the, on the airplane, you want your own secure Wi-Fi signal? They're like, yeah, great. Well, I got the device for you, mm -hmm. right? And asking them questions leading into how this product is going to work for you, right? Asking them buying questions where they say, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Then it's yours, right? getting them to understand the value by asking them questions about how it would pertain to their life. But um, Verizon was a trip, man. I, what I, the reason I say I realized how much money they were making off me and then I wanted to leave is because when I sold a Verizon cell phone, I made 20 to $50 hmm. for selling it. And those clients kept coming back to me when they had an issue with their cell phone every single month or every three months or whatever, right? They came back to me um because i told them to and that's totally fine right i, I wanted them to come back to me so i can sell them more stuff mm -hmm. right <laughs> but overall i was seeing that verizon was making money every single month when they were paying their phone bill mm -hmm. but i only made money once 
So this person is coming back over and over again. Verizon's making money on them every month, but I'm only made money on them one time a yeah. year ago, year and a half ago, right? And I'm, I'm lucky if they come back in two years and I get them to do their new upgrade, right? Or their new, new phone or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So I was looking into that and I was like, hmm, right, I, I, want to, I want to be the one making the monthly money, right? I want to be making money every month. I want to sign someone up for something and make money every single month. And I just Googled residual income, right? Mm-hmm. Residual income. And I found a company that will let you be your own business owner and partner with them and sell credit card processing. And that's how I got into the industry. How old were you? I was 20. No, 21. 21. I was 21 when I got in the industry, yeah. Okay. So now it's time for the reveal because that's where yeah, we are you now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, obviously, I do, I do payment processing, right? Uh, with Spot On, I do a little bit more than just payment processing. We do like website design, loyalty programs, buy five coffees, get the six coffee free type thing. Um, we're doing a lot for restaurants right now with the pandemic. Online ordering, dine-in ordering with the QR codes. Uh, we're doing like a really awesome program that we're launching next week called DoorDash Drive. Um, right now, all of these DoorDash, Grubhub, Uber Eats, I'm not sure if you know this, but if you order from DoorDash, Grubhub, Uber Eats, they take 30% of the total amount mm-hmm. for themselves mm-hmm. to keep it, 30% of the profit. Mm-hmm. And then the restaurant gets 70%. So a lot of, like even Chipotle, is having, they're cutting off all of their delivery services. They're not doing delivery anymore because of that, right? And one thing that we're doing is we're partnering with DoorDash to where DoorDash can still make some money, but the business owner doesn't have to lose out on 30%. There's a really cool program we're doing. We gave like 1.5 million back to the restaurant industry during the pandemic as well by like waiving monthly fees and stuff. So, you know, that that's... That's me. That's what I got into the industry. I, I own my own company still, Storm Payments, and I also work with a company called Spot On based out of San Francisco. Um, Storm Payments is like the high-risk version of credit card processing, not for your mom-and-pop auto shop, for more of like the you know CBD, adult industry, other things like that that are harder to place, mm-hmm. harder to get acquire a merchant account. Right? If you're not in the industry, you don't know that. Mm-hmm. But like all of these adult businesses and cbd businesses and you know there's a hundreds of other ones online gambling all these other things right they can't get a normal credit card processing account okay because they don't abide by visa and mastercard's rules and regulations most of the time so they need to get a higher risk with a higher rate Um, and that's what storm payments does now so this is this is your thing now i mean and um have you dealt with the the adversity have you dealt with the issues of um, businesses shutting down um, and, and that, you know, curbing your business? Yeah. So um, the cool thing about what I try to do is I, I have a very diverse portfolio of merchants and a lot of them are automotive and other essential businesses, right? That didn't see much of a dip during the pandemic. Maybe the first two months they saw a little dip, but they're right back to where they were before. Right. So I personally didn't see much of a difference except for when I was trying to sell. Right. I had to do I'm I'm an in-person kind of guy. Okay. Right? 
I'm walking in the door introducing myself. What's going on? How's it going? You know, being excited, energetic, and making them, you know, want to work with me because I want to help their business. Right. Right. And kind of trying to portray that over the phone and time's harder, I would say. Right. Mm -hmm. Especially, you know, when you're in there, you were looking them in the eye, you're explaining to them, I'm born and raised here, guys. Like I'm I want to help the San Diego community. I want to grow the San Diego businesses. This is how I'm doing it. Except X, Y, Z. If you call them on the phone in the middle of a pandemic when their whole business is shut down, they're like, uh, click. Right. Mm -hmm. It was very much harder to acquire new business. That was my issue. Acquiring new business during the pandemic was my issue for sure. Outside of COVID, with the companies that you're working with, you know, what sort of complications arise that you work to solve? You know, what, yeah. what are some of the most common ones or what are some of the most unique things that have happened? What, what are you dealing with? Yeah, so the most common thing we help business owners with is their ability to manage their Google and Yelp reviews, right? Okay. A lot of business owners, I hate to say it, but they don't even know what their Google rating is. Right. They don't know what their Yelp rating is. You just got to look it up. <laughs> yeah. That's what they do. They they're, I ask them, hey, what's your Yelp rating? I already know what it is when I walk in the door. Right. And I know it's 4.3. I know exactly what it is. I walk in the door asking them if they know what it is. Right. Do you know your Yelp rating? And they're like, uh, let me look it up. And it's like, bro, if, if you had a tool to manage that for you, wouldn't that make your life a little bit easier? where you can respond to the reviews, you can get notified when you get a new review, and on your phone you can see your Yelp rating, your Google rating, your Facebook rating, your open table rating, all of those things, right? So that's one of the main things that we do, as well as you know, helping business owners communicate with their customers. Question of why is that important? Why is it important? Why, why wouldn't it be, right? right. When, when you go, when, you, when someone tells you about a business, yo, you should check out Joe Schmo's barbecue down the street, right? What do you do? You Google it. Uh-huh. Everyone does. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to Google that Joe Schmo's barbecue and it has a 2.5 on Google and you're like, dude, what the hell is that guy talking about? Right. He told, he told me to go there, but they have a 2.5. Let me read these reviews. So mm -hmm. are you, how are you adjusting? Yeah, how, are you, how are you helping with that rating? Yeah. So with our, you're not, you're not going back there and cooking the food any better. No, 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 <laughs> not at all. all right. But what we do is we help them acquire more five-star reviews from the people that come to their business often. Right. The loyal customers, like the guy that referred you to go to Joe Schmo's barbecue. When if they come to your store more than once, our system will automatically send them an email request to leave a review. Right. Mm. It doesn't send it to everyone that walks in the door because some people have bad experiences. But if someone's come back to your store, your business, your restaurant, your auto shop two, three, four times, obviously you're doing something right for that customer. Right. Mm -hmm. That customer likes your experience. That customer likes you. So our system, it recognizes when the credit card has been swiped a couple times and they put their email in for the receipt on, the, on our credit card machine, mm -hmm. it will prompt them and automatically send an email to that email asking them, how did you like your service at Joe Schmo's Barbecue today? Right? Smiley face or sad face? If they click the smiley face, they go to a review. If they click the sad face, they leave a comment for the business owner. Right? Because we're not trying to help the business owner get one-star reviews. We're trying to help them get five-star reviews. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the ways that our system automatically helps business owners just by using the system. All they have to do is just keep business the same as normal. The only thing they do is instead of printing out receipts, they do email receipts. Mm -hmm. Customer puts it in themselves. And that's, you know, a, a big thing with 2020 nowadays as well as people are like, oh, I don't want to touch anything. I don't want to touch the, the touch I don't want to touch, touch right. pad. I don't want to touch yeah. anything. Yeah. So our system, the, the waitress or the 
account front desk person or whoever's taking the payment can ask them, what's your email? So I can send you an email receipt. They can type it in themselves, right? And if the person's not comfortable putting their own email in, or the person can put it in themselves if they are comfortable touching the screen. Sure. Right. So we try to make it very good with that. And, you know, automated, automated emails are a really great tool. All of the largest corporations in the country do it. Uh, you've probably got an email from Staples or Best Buy or whatever. Barnes and Noble. Went, Barnes and Noble. <laughs> exactly, right? We all have the one that we get and we're like excited when we get it. We're like, oh, I got a new yeah. new promotion on Barnes and Noble. What's on sale this month, right? right? Right. Everyone loves those. So if you can have a local business doing the same thing, promoting new things when they get new things, right? I have a few auto shop guys that once a month they put out a, a new promotion where they're like $5 off oil change this month. And they said that their business from on oil changes has gone up over 200% since they started doing that. Mm-hmm. Automatic emails that send out after someone already got their oil change, our system will send it two, two and a half months later to remind them to get their oil changed again automatically. What are they going to do? Come back to the same place because they got a $5 coupon. Mm-hmm. So they're going to drive repeat business, right? It is statistically proven it's five times l- less expensive to get a repeat customer than to try and acquire a new customer. And that's what Spot On does. We're not a marketing company. We're trying to help you keep your customers coming back more often. You see what I'm saying? Communication, sales, (laughs) it works well together. It's a good communicator right there. The San Marcos Chamber of Commerce is the voice of business in San Marcos. With over 50 years of service to the community, we continuously evolve to meet the needs of our members and help solve problems. Our strategic plan is based on three pillars, advocate for our members and small businesses. During this pandemic, we have participated in letter writing campaigns to the governor and have made statements during county board meetings, city council meetings to help businesses open while following health and safety protocol. We continue to work with Cal Chamber to oppose job killing bills. And we also take stands on propositions that we support or oppose depending on how it affects our small businesses. Another pillar is promoting San Marcos through special events, such as festivals, Farmer's Market, Taste of San Marcos, and most recently, candidates forums for the school board elections and also city council. The third pillar is we also provide valuable resources for our members through webinars, networking events, as well as access and introductions to people that will help your business thrive. For more information on the San Marcos Chamber of Commerce, please visit our website at sanmarcoschamber.com. Chimichurri Kitchen Company, how it all began. Grandma Guillermina Nina created this sauce in her own restaurant kitchen in 1967, Santa Fe, Argentina, and it instantly became a hit with patrons. They exclaimed how garlicky, tangy, and just plain delicious her version was, and luckily, it continues to be to this day. At our Chimichurri Kitchen Company, we continue in the legacy of creating sauces that only add immense flavor to any dish. The traditional classic chimichurri Nina created is made fresh with the finest ingredients, but only gets better with time as the flavors bolden on the shelf and your refrigerator. That is the true beauty of chimmy sauce, our little nickname for it. Try the classic or any of our other varieties of chimis created in our own chimichurri kitchen. Use it as a dip, cooking sauce, marinade, or steak sauce. It will add a pizzazz of flavor to just about any dish. This year, shop small and support local. Please visit our website, chimichurrikitchen.com, to purchase and change your culinary palate forever. 
You can also add us on Instagram and Facebook under Chimichurri Kitchen Company. Thank you so much for supporting local and small family-owned business. We're not just going to talk about your business. We also want to understand you, right? Yeah. The reason why you're successful. 100%. Because you're making your business great. Spot on should be happy to have you. I agree. Right? Huh. Now, um, the cold called approach. You, you've obviously brought that back. You started it back there when you were mowing the lawns. Yep. You are still out there. How do you teach others, again, to have that confidence to, in this business, right? Because you've got a team now. I do. Right? I do have a team. Yep. How right. large is your team now? I think I got 24 people on the you team You got 24 now. people on your team. From Fresno all the way down to San Diego. Spanning a large area of California. Yeah, most of it. Right. And you are telling them, hey, you guys can do it. You of guys course. get out there Every and, and go day. get that business. Right. Yeah. So how do I do that? Right. Um, there are a few different ways. Number one. First, how do you motivate yourself? That's that's a good right? question. And then you got to motivate your team because, you know, none of us are superhuman. You didn't wake up and just like, hey, I'm ready to talk to every you woke up looking for that energy and and finding your way to being successful, to being great. And then also passing that greatness on to others. Yeah. And I, I think a big thing of it is is the passion. Right. I have a passion for my industry mm -hmm. because multiple reasons. Number one. I help local businesses, right? Okay. What is the foundation of the American economy? Local business. Good. They're the foundation of the local economy. The foundation of the whole entire American economy is local business. Mm -hmm. They comprise over 60% of jobs in the United States are comprised of local businesses, right? So I have a passion to help local businesses survive and thrive, mm -hmm. not just survive, right? Okay. Right now they're focusing on surviving. I'm helping them focus on surviving and thriving right. and be more than just paying the bills yeah. right? bringing money in. Yeah. Um, so that's where I find my, you know, confidence yeah. is having a pure passion to help these business owners mm -hmm. and obviously the money, right? Everyone, yeah. everyone loves money, right? So the fact that I get paid well helps me have that passion, right? I'm not waking up like, Oh, I'm making $12 an hour to do this. <gasps> no. You know, I, I know my value and I'm getting paid based on my value. So I know that when I wake up in the morning, I need to bring the heat because I'm getting paid to bring the heat, right? When I say bring the heat, I mean that energy, that excitement, right? Smile on your face at 730 in the morning on the Zoom when everyone's like, eh, I'm the one. What's going on, <laughs> right? Welcome, welcome. Coffee doesn't hurt. Mm -hmm. Let's just be honest. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm a big fan of coffee. Never I had a whole cup of coffee in my life. No? Me neither. Uh -uh. Oh. No? No, I'm not a coffee person either. I drink awesome. tea. Well, tea's I, not so bad. I do it with tea. Yeah. But yeah. tea has like 20 milligrams of caffeine. Right. I have like 180. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I use like ultra concentrated <laughs> coffee too. It's not just like the coffee pot coffee. I use like a thing okay. called Jot. It's like super ultra concentrated coffee. So That's I'm hilarious. like wired in 15 minutes, hmm. straight to the bloodstream. That's hilarious. So that, that I'm the calm guy in the morning meeting. So yeah. I'm a little different than you. Yeah. I, I'm the guy, well, you know, that I need to help them get energetic, right? And I help get them it. understand, I get it. right? Yeah. So I, I'm the guy that people, they, you know, when they get on the call, I'm the guy that's trying to put a smile on your face, right? Yeah. Crack a couple jokes, make some smiley comments, right? Mm -hmm. And like, sometimes I'll call people out, hey, what's going on, man? What's going on? Yeah. And they're like, nothing, nothing, it's all good. I'm like, 
dude, come on, man, let's make it happen. You know, you got this, you got this. Where's your cat at? Go grab your cat. Let me see your cat. Right? You're just getting excited. <laughs> made you smile and laugh. That's the key. I right? love seeing a cat or a dog on Zoom. It's right? Exactly. The best thing that derails the whole conversation, but it's worth it. Exactly. <laughs> Sometimes you have to do that to, to build their confidence, right? And to help them get energetic. But the key is letting them know every single day how much you appreciate the hard work they're doing. Letting them know every single day. Sure. Every single moment when you get on the phone, thank you so much. I'm proud of you, bro. Proud of you, mm. miss, right, or whatever, whoever it is. Letting them know that you appreciate the hard work they're doing, even if they didn't make a sale today, mm-hmm. right? Even if they didn't achieve their goal. Like, mm-hmm. dude, you did really good, right? Mm. Even if you didn't achieve your goal, you still moved the needle forward, right? Mm-hmm. And always having that positive outlook, except for when they're like in the dirt, right? Sure. You, then you have the extreme positive outlook to pull them out of the psychology, right? Exactly. Like you said, psychology, right? And I feel like sometimes I'm almost some people's therapist at the same time, right? Yeah. People, uh, a lot of people put a, a lot of faith in their manager and talk to their manager about personal stuff, right? Sure. Things that's going on in their personal life that sometimes they don't even tell their wives. Mm-hmm. I hear things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that I take that as a vote of confidence in me, right? If, if you like me enough to tell me something you won't even tell your wife, then I know that I have to work my butt off to help you achieve your goals. Yeah, you right? have a responsibility at that point. Exactly, right? Yeah. And, and I tell them every single day, I work 12 hours a day, I don't expect you to work 12 hours a day, but I expect you to meet me halfway, Yeah. right? We're in this together. If I am more excited about your success than you are, we have a problem, right? And, and getting them to understand that and like, yo, Storm has my back. Storm's going to be there when I need him. Storm's going to answer his calls, except for when he's on a podcast. <laughs> you know, Storm's going to be there, right? And I have assistants. I got backup, right? So they're not like high and dry right now. Don't get me wrong. But overall, explaining to them that we're in this together and building their confidence through that is, is a key. And how do I teach them how to be good door-to-door salespeople is by having them watch me. Right? Yeah. You're still willing to go out there and do it yourself. Yeah. Obviously. Did it this morning. Right. Yeah. And I think that that's really important. Um, and I think that that helps motivate some of these young folks who are interested in going into business, who are interested in going into sales starting or starting business, their yeah. own. Um, and and that's, that was the key. That's why I brought you here today, because you embody that. You've done it. You're yeah. doing it. You are their age maybe even younger than some of them. Yep. And you, um, you know, you're showing them that, you know, showing them the way. North County Daily Star is the leading source for news and community information along the 78 corridor. It's free to subscribe and it is updated daily. Look for us on your mobile device or computer at ncdailystar.com. The Vista Chamber of Commerce serves our local business community. We're a catalyst for business growth, providing connections to business prospects, networking opportunities and relationships in a friendly referral-based environment. We provide access to business resources, information, and training to support the growth and professional development for you and your employees. We're a convener of leaders and influencers, and we provide advocacy representation with elected officials, policymakers, and business leaders at every level of government. We have influence over issues that directly impact your business and facilitate collaborations of business and community leaders to identify and to solve challenges. Lastly, we're a champion for a stronger community, and we strive to inspire smart planning decisions for long-term community sustainability. 
We identify strategic partnerships to benefit the business retention and growth, workforce development, and charitable giving. And we represent a vibrant community by responding to visitor needs and providing assistance through our office. Check us out online at www.vistachamber.org. Another thing I wanted to talk to you about uh, was networking. Okay. Um, that's how we I met. I love networking, yeah. Right? Why exactly do you love networking? See, a lot of people don't say that, right? Uh, but some people do. I say it. I love networking, right? <laughs> um, so what is it about networking that you love so much? Um, it takes the the salesman outlook when I talk to people out of it, right? Mm-hmm. When, when I go and walk into your door with a spot-on shirt on and a spot-on mask on, you know I'm selling something, right? <laughs> if I meet you at a mixer or a networking event and we're just hanging out, drinking some wine or grabbing a, like you said, on the last podcast, beer in one hand, handshake outs in the right hand for the other, right? <laughs> that's, that's, the men, that's the mentality you need to have. And, you know, if you go out and build relationships with people while networking, you can make more accounts, you can make more business doing that if you do it correctly than you ever could door to door, ever could cold call marketing. Because you can build relationships with people that can refer business to you week in and week out, day in and day out. And I have some referral partners that give me five, six, seven referrals a month. And you know they do it because they know that I'm tenacious, they know that I'm gonna pay them money when they do it, and they do it because I'm gonna help the person that they're referring, right? I'm not gonna screw anyone over. I'm helping their friend at the same time as they're making a little bit of money. It's mm-hmm. a win-win. Why mm-hmm. wouldn't they tell me their friends about me? Right. Right. And that networking is the key to having a loose, open outlook, right? Everyone's coming to have fun, hang out, meet other business owners. And if you go to a networking event with the mentality that you're going to try and close a deal, you're already starting off wrong, right? Do, sure. do not go to a, a networking event. How many deals can I get tonight? That's the last thing you want to think about when you walk into a networking event. Your goal is to build relationships, start connections, right? Just like we have a relationship now, right? We've met each other, what, two years ago or right. something? Yeah. And we still talk. Mm-hmm. And that's the key is building that relationship with other people that may not be in your industry or maybe even are in your industry and having a good you know, network of people that yeah. will support you and you will support them. And you know, that's good for multiple reasons. One, if you're working with someone and they need something, if I know someone that needs insurance, guess who I'm going to send them to, right? right? If I know someone that needs this, I'm going to send them there, right? Because I have a network of people. So yeah. I have trusted friends that I know I can refer my clients to, and I know they're going to get good service, yeah. right? One of the many benefits of networking. Number two, you're building your network in the community. People are going to know your name. Mm-hmm. When we walked in here, you... You yeah. saw that lady came up and she's like, I know you. Yeah, I was uh, like, you're famous. <laughs> I was like, yeah. She's like, is your name Mikey or something with an E? And I was like, no, it's Stormy. She's like, Stormy, how did I forget that? And right? So like, that's what the joy of networking is, right? Mm-hmm. When you walk into a business, sometimes, or when you go places, when you go to the bar, people will recognize you. People will know that you're a local in the community. You're a pillar of that community right mm-hmm. if you're out networking and introducing yourself to people all throughout the community and building relationships when someone else asks hey have you ever heard of this guy storm well yeah he's a killer man you yeah. should work with him right right yeah mm-hmm. building that repertoire or that confidence in the community yeah. will help you in every aspect of your life if you're looking for a new job if you're looking to start a business right and you go and network 
right when you start a business, people are going to want to help you. Yeah. Right. Especially other entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you're thinking about starting a business, the first place you should go to is to a networking event. First Absolutely. place. hundred percent. I 100% agree. Let's go back to school. Yeah, I was going to say, it's back to school time. Back to school time. Yeah, All right. so essentially the idea is, you know, people go to school, get masters in business, and learn all these techniques in the classroom, and I want to know what happens when you take the classroom and apply it to the real world. So okay. for a specific example, teachers are always talking about branding. Branding mm-hmm. is so important. Get your brand out there. Make it recognizable. Make it easy. Um, and so I'm curious, and you can talk about spot on or, um, your other company, mm-hmm. is it storm payments, payments. Yeah. storm payments? Yeah. Um, how do you get your brand out there? Especially during COVID, you know, what are you doing to get your brand out there? Yeah. So like, there's, there's a few different things that you can do, right? And I'll touch on both of them. Sure. So like for spot on, we're doing, I was in the news for spot on local NBC news, San Diego. Um, you know, like I said, being involved in the community is a really good way to get your brand out there. You're going to networking events on zoom, all of that. Um, but you know, building your brand on social media is really key as well, right? Building your influence on social media, finding new people to connect with every day and building your influencing circle on social media will help you build a brand. Um, with storm payments, how I built my brand was, you know, I, I focused on working with people that couldn't find people that could help them, mm-hmm. right? I, Storm Payments is a high-risk payment processing company. We work with CBD, you know, hard-to-place, adult-risk, high-risk businesses, right? Um, so the, way, the reason I started that company in that aspect is because I knew that there was a hole in the market that needed mm-hmm. to be filled. And it was filled by some other people, but the competition was much slimmer mm-hmm. than the low risk, right? And as you would imagine, higher risk, higher reward, but also higher risk. Mm-hmm. So, um, but overall, the key with branding is branding yourself, right? And using your brand as your one in the same. You are your brand, right? Look at Sam Walton. If you don't know that name, he owns Walmart. We're used to mm-hmm. before he died. Um, Walton, Walmart, right? He was his brand. He embodied his brand. If you think Sam Walton, you think Walmart. If you know who Sam Walton is, when you think Walmart, you think Sam Walton, right? They go hand in hand. And that's what I thought of. And that was my inspiration behind the name Storm Payments because Storm Payments sounds like a company. Mm-hmm. Doesn't sound like Johnny Smith's payments, right? Hmm. My name kind of gives me a little bit of ease on that. So, you know, I kind of took the the branding mentality of incorporating yourself into your brand, but also making it like a easy to understand name, storm payments, Walmart, right? Sure. Now, as we talk about branding, why don't you tell us about us? What do you, what does our show mean to you? Your show. The same business, different day. <laughs> yeah. So that's a, that's a good question. Um, well, your brand shows how you're working with different businesses, but we all have the same mentality, right? Same business, but they're all technically different businesses, but it's like we all have the same outlook, right? Not exactly the same. We're all human beings. We all have different little bits of different outlook, but we all have that entrepreneurial spirit, mm-hmm. entrepreneurial spirit, right? right? And that's the key is that's who this podcast is based around people with the entrepreneurial spirit, yeah. right? That's who your target market is. Mm-hmm. And that's who you bring on for the sure. podcast. And, so, and like you said, 
one of the best and most important pieces that you said is that we're all human. Because a lot of people look at business owners and look at some of these successful people, you know, Sam Walton, like they're just larger than life. I could never be like him. Exactly, like, right? No, he's human too. Exactly. You we're, know, we're all they were all, they yeah. were all human. We all we we all may have thrown a newspaper off, you know, onto a porch. Yeah, we all we, started somewhere, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, uh you can there's no reason you can't be just like them or exactly, or, or right. better. Or right? better, yeah. Strive for that. Exactly. Right? 100%, you know, and some of the most successful business people in the world started off poor. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right? Because they know what the struggle is and what the and value uneducated. Is. Yeah, and right. uneducated. Right. Yeah. Right. And a lot of the most, like, like you just said, smartest people in the world were they didn't go to college, didn't get a college degree. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's even prom, uh, systems and companies like Google and Tesla are partnering up to give people a quote unquote business degree without ever having to go to college right. mm-hmm. and giving them the business experience they need without having to go to a four year university. And one other piece I'd just like to throw in there is that uh, it's never too late. So in this podcast, yes, we might be trying to speak uh, in this particular episode. We're trying to speak specifically to the the younger folks. But, um, you know, Don King made his first million dollars when he was 35 years old. Nobody would guess that. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Right. right. But uh, a lot of the folks, a lot of uh, really people that you look at that are really successful in life didn't start until later. So, you know, Abraham Lincoln lost, he like, I think he closed 18 businesses before he became the president. (laughs) 18. Yeah. So like failure is a step to success. Sure. Right. If you consider failure as the end all be all, you're looking at it wrong. Mm -hmm. Failure is the end of that chapter. It's time to open the next chapter, turn the page and go to chapter two, chapter three, chapter four, whatever chapter is the next chapter. Right. It's never too late to start your own business. It's never too late to become an entrepreneur. If you have the idea, if you have the passion and the want to do it, do it. I like it. Well, yeah, I'll say that sounds like a mantra. And so <laughs> let's, let's dive into our mantra. Okay. So Zeke has a long, long list of different sales mantras of, you know, live by these words, you're going to be successful. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to read one to you okay? and let me know your thoughts on it, whether you agree, disagree. It's okay to disagree with Zeke. Yeah, and, sure <laughs> <laughs> and so here we go. Time equals money. Both are important to everyone, but we don't all spend them the same. That's a very true statement. Mm-hmm. Um, time and money are the same exact thing. Um, Time equals money, money equals time. If you invest your time into the right thing, you will find money. If you invest your money into the right thing, you will find time. They all work together. They're one and the same. So if, if you waste your time, you are also wasting your money, right? If you are investing your time, if you're investing your money, right, it all, all works together. So I, and in my industry, we have a saying, time kills all deals, right? The time is of the essence, right? There's so many different sayings about time. But overall, if you don't understand the value of people's time and the value of not wasting it, you're not going to get far in life at all, yeah. right? And so there's a lot of different ways to look at it. But the key is to remember that if you invest your time in the right things, you will be successful, yeah. right? And if you invest your time in playing video games all day, you may be a successful video game player with your friends, 
right? But if you invest your time in learning, educating yourself, even if you don't go to a four-year college, maybe you're listening to podcasts like this, Mm -hmm. or maybe you're reading books, right? The challengers say all these new books that are coming out are about how to be a better person, right? Sure. The Buddha and the Badass is a really great book that I love personally. I can't believe I'm forgetting the name of the author right now. But if you invest your time in yourself, you will be more successful. That's my idea of time. What was the name of the book again? The Buddha and the Badass. Okay. You know I'm getting that book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm a book person. I love an books. avid reader. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a great book and it tells you how it trains you mentally on how to be calm, cool, and collected when talking to people, but also be a badass at the same time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's, that's, the, that's why they call it the Buddha and the Badass. We'll put that in the notes for this podcast. Um, one last chance. Uh, and not just to speak to the younger audience, let's speak to your younger self. Uh, what would you teach your younger self? Just keep going. Don't stop. Yep. Don't give up. Good. No matter what anyone tells you, don't give up. Good. Right. I've had hundreds of people that ask me, why don't you get a real job? Huh. When, I, when I was in high school, when I was at, you know, own my own company, Storm Payments, why don't you get a real job? Right? Why are you doing this? Because I own my own business, right? Because I'm invested in myself, right? There's so many answers to that question, but overall, no matter, people will try and tear you down, mm-hmm. no matter what you do, no matter if you try to become a TSA agent or start your own business, no matter sure. what you do, people are going to try and tear you down. Yeah. As we're crabs in a barrel. If you mm-hmm. haven't heard that saying, of course, you've all heard the saying, right? Mm-hmm. Crabs in a barrel. So if you have the mentality to understand that people will try and tear you down because you're doing better than them. And understand that, that's going to be the key for you to kind of move past them calling you names or being rude to you or telling you that you're never going to make it or whatever that everyone's ever said to me many, many times in my life. Right? Even, even my own family has questioned my you know, choices in life throughout multiple different reasons, yeah. right? Yeah. So you know, understanding that you make your own decisions, you need to have confidence in those decisions. And if you understand that you're going to get very far in life i'm going to give you the same advice that you will give to your younger self storm just keep going Mm -hmm. at your age you're doing great uh this was a really good episode i think it was very important for us to hear from you today Mm -hmm. Uh, and and i'm really proud of you man i'm I'm glad that you came and and this was a good talk i appreciate that yeah Yeah, i'm i was excited to be here and it was a great episode man awesome (laughs) awesome let's get into the contact if you would like to look and learn more about Storm or get in touch with him, you can find him on the web. The website is spoton.com slash SoCal. Storm is on Instagram at spotonsocal. LinkedIn, you can look up, up under Storm Chadwick. Or you can just look him up on Google, Spot on San Diego. You'll find all the contact info there. Storm, thanks for chatting with us today. Thank you so much for having me. That was awesome, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in to Same Business Different Day podcast. A special thanks to Star Fox Media on video production and James Russell on music production. Please like and subscribe the Same Business Different Day podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Don't forget to leave us a nice review. Tune in next week for an exciting all-new episode.